Hello, and welcome to AdLib Heroes. My name is Joey, and I'm a lifelong GM and storyteller. At our table today is... Hi, I'm Bev, and I play Olivia Fortier. I'm Riley, I play Grimlock Seaspray. And I'm TJ, and I play Kirith Odell. Previously on AdLib Heroes, Olivia, Grimlock, and Kirith looted their way through the central spire of Dothori, finding the sunset captured in stone, as well as some other treasures. As they attempted to leave the city, Grimlock caught the attention of a driver. Now let's get back to the action. So, as you have come around the corner, you find yourself about 20 feet away from this spider centaur drow man who looks at you and says, Hello, meat. That's all. Cool initiative. It's okay. Big oof. This is the big bad guy. These are his tiny friends. So, Grimlock, you are first. He is getting ready to, so he's about 20 feet away, and he is raising his longbow. Um, and sorry, th- this is kind of like um, city street alleyway kind of thing? Yeah, you've just come out of an alley to cross a city street. Uh, I'm going to run in the opposite direction of the party. Okay. And try to hide. Okay, so... Normally, I'd say how far can you run, but you're a monk, so I'm assuming 45 to 50 feet. Yes, um, okay. uh, 40 normally. Okay, so you run across the street and into the alley across the way, and there's a couple different buildings. You can roll me a high check with advantage because of your hood up cloak of Elven kind. Uh, 18. 18? Tight. Okay, so he needs to be an 18 to find. So you watch, so Olivia and Grimlock, you see the giant horse-sized fuzzy end of a spider come around the corner and an armored drow man that comes out of the top of its thorax pulling its longbow and he needs to use his action to use perception to search this out. Do we keep our stuff from the floor? Yep. So he has a critical failure. So he looks at the alley Grimlock went, and uh, he starts moving further down the street. Like he's, he, he's not sure where Grimlock went, but he seems certain that instead of hiding somewhere, Grimlock kept running down the street, and he's going that way. There are also two drow shadows following this thing that also look in the yep. alley where Grimlock. And one of them has a 15. So the two shadows stop as the drider keeps heading down the street. Next is Olivia. Do, can I roll an insight to see if I think these mm. shadows could see him? Roll insight with disadvantage because it is hard to tell what shadows think and feel. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> they don't got faces. Uh, disadvantage 15. 15? Uh, so the shadows 
aren't as certain that they can cut him off. So they have not they have not used their full movement. They're watching to see if he. I'm gonna hold, and I just have my rage throw. Okay. I just keep in my hiding spot. All right, Kira. How far away is the spider or the drider now? The drider is now 15 feet past the exit of this alley you're moving through. Okay. I am. He's 10 feet away from the shadows. Yeah. Uh, and he's continuing to move away? Yes. Yeah, I'm just going to hold my action, let him get like far away, and then if we need to jump these shadows, we will. Or okay. I'll take a dodge action, I guess. Okay. Grimlock, what would you like to do? So shadows are still in the immediate area looking for me? Yeah, they're still watching where uh, the like alley you're hiding in. Okay. But you can move at half speed while stealth. Okay. Uh, I'm going to try and maybe go like adjacent to the direction that the drider went. See if I can get the drop on him. So you're going the way he thinks you're going? Yeah. Okay. So you you kind of move between a couple of houses. Mm-hmm. All right. So then the rider keeps like checking and checking and has his bow out. Uh, and he gets to the next main street. And then he rushes up. So again, we're going through an alley. Mm-hmm. He's going along, up the main street that has it to the next alley intersection. He is sprinting up there. Okay. Uh, and he calls to the shadows to follow him. And so you hear in an el- you hear in Elvin, he says, Tavin Tazir to my side. So one of the shadows takes one last look for Grimlock. And has an 18. 18 matches. But you're the defender. So you have one. So yeah, they're they're watching you, and one of them seems to be tracking exactly where you went, and then you hear Tazir again from the grider, and it starts moving along. Okay, Olivia? I just wait and keep my eyes on Kira. Okay, Kira? I'm just getting ready to cast a spell if if uh, this is going down. Just, I, I, don't, I don't see Grimoire. Hopefully he's coming back. Like... <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Grimlock, what would you like to do? Uh, I'm gonna start heading back to the back to the crew. Okay. So I think it's going to take another stealth roll from everyone to get out of the area where these guys are. Yeah, while they're that makes sense. Heck yeah. Twenty-three. Also twenty-three. I rolled two eighteens. <sighs> Okay. Oh, man. <laughs> so you guys give them a little space. You kind of watch where they're heading, and you take a longer route out of the city, but you're able to avoid them. Cool. Then you guys head up the long road up to that drow smithy. The spiders have started to trying to re-spin their webs, <laughs> but you're able to get by them. Okay. Uh, did we see anything in the like mushroom garden all the way there? We see anything? So that is right next to the smithy. Like it is the smithy's mushroom garden. Cool. Uh, So it is a heavily overgrown mushroom garden. Hmm. You can roll a nature check if you want, or a survival check. I will try survival. Uh, 
15. 15. Uh, several of the mushrooms are poisonous. One of them can be put into it, can be ground into a powder with a herbalism check that would make people drowsy. They need to make a con save versus uh, 14 if they ingest it, or they will fall asleep for an hour. They can be woken up by an action or if they take damage. Cool. So if you want to harvest some drowsy mushrooms, mm-hmm. and you should write down all of what I just said. Yes. Now we're going mm-hmm. to give a powerful magical item to a Dracula. We don't know that he's a Dracula. <laughs> Lots of dudes just like the dark. So you guys climb back up. Yep. And as you saw in your vision, it you, ex- you exit at sunset and... You make sure to point to yourselves that you got it. Yep. Um, the we were going to come back for I believe it was the smithy's tools. Uh, you might have been. Yes, yeah, so you gather up the smith's tools. So you have ancient brass smith's tools. Cool. Do we want to walk through the desert to get back, or do we just want to pop over to Lenny's house? I mean, might as well get it over with. This so is where the vision ended. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, so you use the helm to teleport to the gate outside of his house, or do you want to teleport somewhere else? Uh, what was the time frame? Like, I think we had. You're not supposed to delay yeah, a great deal to, to come back, that. but the way it's written, like you don't have to, you don't have to make all haste. It's just you can't take a bunch of time to goof off. Okay. Um, it's gonna say take it to master, but like you'd have like it would just be taking it to master would break the contract because you went somewhere else with it instead of moving closer towards him. Gotcha. All right. So when we walked around the ruins, was fine because it was like it was a distraction, but it wasn't like we're going and getting the stone investigated and and changed. And the way it the way it talks about it, it's like you can't take it to a different place. Yeah. You didn't take it from the place it was. You mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. you just have it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, yeah, sure. Just to to the gates then. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you pull up your helm, put it on, mm-hmm. shout praise Tiamat and Draconic. I feel like it was like Mark Tim Tiamat or something like that. But yeah, I do praise Tiamat. Let's go. And you feel that falling, and that thing you sometimes feel watching you now has a great interest as you fall, and then you. Fall again, and you land in front of the gate. So, let me get points. Creepy, dilapidated house. I'm imagining like the, you know, all the whirling and stuff you probably see when you're going through portals now. Like mostly just like, um, like eyes peering in on you, no. kind of thing. <laughs> Do not like. Yeah. And I'd probably vomit. <laughs> I do a vomit. <laughs> Man, I thought you got over that. <laughs> it, it's a little different this time. Wait, do, does everyone feel the yeah the eyes, the sense of something watching you? Oh, constantly. <laughs> <laughs> I only like the portal is nice because it only feels like there's one terrible thing instead of yeah instead of just everyone. <laughs> it only feels like there's one terrible thing in you two watching me instead of yeah. <laughs> Guess we head into. So yeah, as you reach the door to the house, it opens, and instead of slowly lighting, boof, 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 all the lights light down the path. 
who seems happy. Yeah, it's expecting us. Yep. I'm assuming he's still downstairs. Yep. Okay, so you walk through the house and it is in the same dilapidated state. You pass rooms where there are covered furniture with dust all over them, like closed doors, weird connect collections of knickknacks. You head to the doorway that heads downward, the narrow rickety steps. And as as you get down there, you see him at the bottom of the stairs and say, yeah, excellent. You've got it already. Yes, I have something for you. I pull out the ten feet of rope. Here you are, Lenny. Thank you for the the rope. You're I, welcome. I thought you were going to stick your hand in your pocket and pull out your middle finger. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and I'll like yeah, hold it in it. hold it in two hands and, like, and very carefully. He takes it. He's like, and he takes a moment and he closes his eyes and when he opens them again, there's this. Deep darkness filling them entirely as he glances down at it. And then he blinks again and his eyes are normal. And he sets it aside and then he pulls out a piece of paper and an inking quill and he starts frantically writing something. Mm. He identified it. <laughs> yeah. And then he uh, puts the like little bit of dry sand you put onto old parchment to, to write to dry very quickly shakes it off, and then he rolls it up. And then he says, take this to Bernard. It's time. Have it delivered to Gilles de Maris. And he holds up the the letter that he's just bound with a red ribbon, and it floats off down through the curtains behind him. Gilles de... Gilles de Maris. And he says... Uh, if you come back tomorrow at sunset, I will return your stone to you. Okay. So our deal's complete? Well, no, I... Well, to... I, I mean... Yes, that's that's what I require of you. If you don't require anything else of me, I have other matters I must attend to. All right. All right. Mm-hmm. And he gets up and picks up a walking stick from beside him, and he heads through those curtains and heads down the hall. Guess we have a day to kill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's no clause in the in the contract about mugging him. Yes, there is. We have to leave it with him for a day and a night. Okay. Yeah, he was pretty clear about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not leave it with him. Say you're going to leave it with him for a day and night and then attack him. <laughs> yeah, if you were to take it back from him before his day and his night, you would break the contract and your soul would be forfeit. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, what do we do for a day? Uh, well, I'm exhausted. Uh, so. Go take a nap at the rent horse stables. <laughs> yeah, I guess. That's where we've been sleeping. And well, then, and your brother did leave his house. Oh, with we could you. go leave in his house, I guess. And then, yeah, unload some of this stuff we found. Got a lot of stuff. Yeah, that's true. And there's still a number of collectors and things. Bernard in comes town. out from behind the curtain. Like, oh, you're still here. Mm-hmm. Um, did, did yeah, but I can't walk and talk. Same time. <laughs> <laughs> did, did you need anything? 
Uh, yeah, who's Gil's the mares? Uh, he is uh, a long-time enemy of the Masters. Oh. The Master being Asmodeus? Leonard DuPont, his boss. Oh. Hmm. All right. Well, if you'll excuse me then, and he starts heading up the rickety stairs. Well, yeah, Yeah. I assume we go and we go to our little home there. Mm -hmm. Is there anything in the contract about following him? There's nothing in his contract that says you can't follow him. Or figure out, try to figure out what he's doing or whatever. I just don't care. I care. <laughs> so you you had to go sleep, and I think Olivia has to go sleep, but Grimlock. So you sneak around the mansion, and you see that there is a bedroom uh, behind, again, one of the doors that is open just a little bit. Hmm. Uh, Leonard DuPont is in there, and he's like, it's finally time. It's finally time. And he's wearing an old Victorian nightgown, and he's like getting into bed, and he like turns off the light. He's like, calm down, Leonard. Calm down. And then he, he's like, Talapay, bring me a glass of warm milk. And then the door comes and opens, in, like opens by itself. Hmm. And then you hear a <laughs> go by you. And then you see the another door down the hall open by itself. He's got a, a tune to it, right? So he needs to take a rest mm. or quite a bit of time. Mm-hmm. So he's going to need eight hours. Okay. I'm just going to hang out here. I'll, I'll also have a nice <laughs> So long you rest. take a long rest yep. in his hallway? <laughs> yep. yep. <laughs> if anyone comes and asks me if I need anything, I'll say, nope. Just continue. Okay. Uh, roll me a perception check at disadvantage. Sixteen. Sixteen? You wake up as you feel something tickling your face. There is a quill floating directly in front of your forehead. <laughs> is it uh I'll kinda of back up and like go to go to like grab it? Okay, you've got a quill that's dipped in ink. <laughs> um I'm gonna let go and see if it falls to the ground. Huh. Interesting. Uh, what's he up to? Uh, you look in, and he is snoring in his room. <laughs> and there's nothing else. Wait, it it would have had to like that was someone screwing with me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I'm just gonna look around. Okay, roll me a perception check at disadvantage. Uh, eighteen. Eighteen. You see the door that closed earlier closing again. The one further down the hall away from that opening closed by itself. <laughs> uh, nope. Uh, or can I check? No. You have no idea? Yeah. So you go back to sleep? Or what do you do? Uh, I'll probably, probably, like, you know, just keep hanging out for a bit and just make sure that I don't miss anything. Okay. Roll me another perception check with disadvantage. Uh, 12. 12? Uh, 
when you wake up after your long rest, you realize that your hand is wet because it's in a little bowl. <laughs> a bowl of warm water. And it's not just your hand that's wet. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> you soiled your garments. Oh, John. Um... And then you hear a scream from inside the closed door of Leonard's room. I'm going to open the door. So you open it, and he ha- he's sitting on his bed in the Victorian nightgown. He's got the sunset trapped in stone, and there's this like fading purple energy that's coming off of him. It's like, why? Why are you still here? Just keeping an eye on everything. I'm going back to sleep. <laughs> you didn't hear that? What? Oh my god. Me screaming? Yeah. Yes. I was quite aware of it. Wait, why? What happened? So, when I return the stone to you, if you decide you'd like to use it, it hurts a great deal to start using it. Oh, oh, that, that, that makes sense. That's like usual attunement stuff. Okay, yeah. Usual attunement? Are you broken? (laughs) Very few attunements will blast murderous psychic energy through your brain. Well, maybe the stuff that you've found, I don't know. My my experience has been quite different. I don't know what to to change your pants. Do you have a a second, like a... That would fit your broad thighs? No. Okay. Um... A wash basin, perhaps? <laughs> Talapé, bring this claw to wash basin. Hey, Jim. Have you heard that new podcast where those two silly guys talk about D&D? Is that the one where a wizard who is a professional train builder and another wizard who's a caretaker of the legendary fungin and they talk about all things fantasy and D&D? Yeah, yeah, that's it. I have, Sean. I think it's us. Oh, yeah, right. Okay, yeah, I thought it sounded familiar. Greetings, adventurers. We invite you to listen to our podcast, 13-Sided Die. Our goal is to entertain you with our fun and in-depth discussions about D&D, fantasy, and everything in between. Come sit by the fire. You're safe here. We'll keep watch. We hope you enjoy 13-Sided Die. Available wherever you listen to your podcasts. And then the door behind you opens a little bit. Mm. And then after a few minutes, you see coming down the hall, like teetering back and forth about six inches off the ground, a big bowl coming along. And as it sets down on the ground, there is a voice in a missile that says, don't leave your hands in there too long, <laughs> you dirty dwarf. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay, I'm going to like swash it around. First of all, I'm going to put on my... <laughs> Like full crucible ropes for yeah. like to cover myself. While I'm doing this, yeah, and uh, yeah, I'll hide your shame. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll I'll use my my staff to like swash it around. Yeah, and yeah. Okay. So meanwhile, you guys wake up after taking your long rest, and Grimlock isn't back. Oh um, hell! That's strange. Guess we gotta go searching for him. I guess. 
go back to the scene of the crime. Yeah. So yeah, you guys see him. He's in his like formal outfit, and he's got his normal clothes like hanging in the hallway behind the curtain. Oh, hey guys. Everything what? all right? Yeah, I just had to do some laundry. Um, what the fuck, man? I don't know. He, he could... There's also a single black line of ink on his forehead. <laughs> just, I, I don't know what this guy's up to, and I don't want to leave anything to chance. Okay. Like, what's the alternative? Forfeit your soul? Never get the rock there? Because your soul's gone? I'm not doing anything to break the contract. Right, but if he does something completely awful, you can't do anything. I'll know what it was. I guess. I don't know. I still got a nap in. You guys, you guys can go do whatever you want. It's okay. <sighs> if it's that important for you to observe this, then Kirith and I can come along. If not only just to make sure you don't accidentally forfeit your soul. <laughs> if you guys want, I just want to, like, know the consequences of my actions. For sure. Oh, shit. Now we have to face the consequences of our actions, too. Speak for yourself. Yeah, I'm surprised Kira's here. <laughs> I, I wanted to make sure he didn't die. Well, but again, I'm... this is actually... A, this wouldn't be daytime. Because you guys got here at sunset at 6. Mm-hmm. So it's like... But I assume if you guys were pre-sunrise, kind of yeah, yeah. And you see Leonard DuPont rushing out of his room. Well, like it's dark for more than eight hours. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And speaking of, and I'll just go on after. What, a, what are you still doing? I don't know what they're doing here. I'm just keeping an eye on you, looking for him. Mm. You should teach him about an outhouse. <laughs> Can't teach dwarves, man. Mm. We just Excuse know me, things. I have a very, I have a very important appointment at four a.m. Okay. I don't know, man. And he heads past you and starts heading up the rickety stairs. Okay. Follow Grimlock. There. I. <laughs> oh my God! There's nothing. Whatever. I'm gonna go hawk some shit. <laughs> <laughs> There's literally nothing I can do. It's the middle of the night. So. Oh, I'm going to go to bed. I don't know. Yeah. Actually, because like you guys got back at six, and so at two was the end of your long rest. And now it's like 3.30 a.m. I'm going to go to wherever Dylan and his boys were staying. Okay. Because they were here organizing some things. Yeah. yeah. So you head to... Uh, I cannot remember the name of the organization. Lionheart? Yeah, the Lionhearts. So you head to the Lionhearts barracks. Okay. Mm-hmm. What was that name? Uh, oh, and... uh, the name of what he said aloud was Gil's Damaris. Gil's Damaris. Alright. Okay, so we're going to spell Kiro. So, Kirith, you head to the uh, Lionheart's barracks. Mm-hmm. There are a couple of people wearing the like Lionheart's heraldry that are up outside, kind of watching the gate. Yeah. Uh, but as you start to get close, you notice that there's also several city guardsmen who are watching the exits. Like, 
and I'm putting this up to your urgent background. Yeah. When cops are keeping an eye on someone, yep. Kirith can tell. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll walk right in if they'll let me. Yeah. Uh, or sorry, at, as you walk. So you walk yeah. past the cop, yeah. the city guards, and they let you and you head up and the lion hearts like put their spears and they're like, uh, what's your business? This I'm a friend of Dylan's. Okay. Um, he's going to be asleep right now. That's cool. I, uh, you guys know more about this city than I do, and I uh, just had some questions about someone who I think lives in or around the area. You want to wake Dylan up? Unless you got you got another anyone who can answer the questions. Really, you're like the only friendly what, faces. Really, what's the question? Uh, you ever heard of name Gilles Damaris? That's the guy who runs the Diamond Club, right? The what? The Diamond Club. It's like. Uh, like you, when you get like you know young noble guys who want to go on their big adventures out into the desert, they tend to like be based out of the diamond club. They stay there. They hire their guides there. A lot of them are just like dumb, dumb assholes who will just wander out in the desert. Certain they'll find their fortune and they'll never. So this back. guy like hires mercenaries to take care of them, or like to look after them. Yeah, if they can afford it, and like give them a place to stay. Like a safari. Oh, yeah. No, okay. I don't care about that guy. Cool. Thank you. <laughs> Sounds like a scumbag. <laughs> I mean, I mean, right. Yeah. Like, he's a noble, so. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Super don't care. Mm-hmm. Thanks. <laughs> uh, what's with the guards watching you guys? I thought you were all law abiding citizens. Uh, well, we tried. So Dylan went and tried to tell the. Uh, the count that we should be evacuating the city. Yeah, because dragon. Yeah, no, the uh, and army. The count has raised the taxes to move large portions of goods out of the city. If you're trying to take everything you own in a cart out of the city, uh, you have to pay 500 gold. And Dylan took objection to this, and now the guards yeah, are did, watching. Well, they guys. did it because Dylan said, yeah, Dylan said, we've got to get everyone out of there. They're like, no, no way. And here's what we're going to do to stop people from going. And Dylan said, that's bullshit. And he was told that uh, that he better fall in line. And Dylan left in a huff. And they know that we're going to try and find a way to fucking get around this. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I'll are be you, back. Are you like a member? But I don't know. Oh, I just... I served with Dylan. Like, oh, okay. Ah, and like he pulls out his mark that shows he's a two-seat soldier as well. Yeah. Um, I'll be back at sunrise. All right. I, I got some, yeah, this is, yeah. Meanwhile, you guys are following Leonard, and he kind of looks back over his shoulder, and, and he's like, I hope you're not planning to interfere. Nope. No, just want to keep our eye on the product. Yeah. Uh, all right, he says with a weird smile. I really, I'm sorry, Lenny. I don't like you, man. <laughs> I mean, it's quite mutual. <laughs> Great. If I didn't need you. Same, same. So he heads towards this big old oak tree that is completely bleach white. And sitting under it is a large man with a 
bushy mane of hair and a big beard, but he's also wearing a porcelain mask over the top half of his face. And he is also wearing old, outdated formal wear. Old man of a fashion home. Except the other guy looks to be maybe in his mid-thirties. Oldish, older, middle-aged <laughs> and above. <laughs> As Leonard gets close, the other one stands up and he says, I thought we agreed to meet alone. And Leonard says, they promise not to interfere. They merely wish to watch. <laughs> just give him a thumbs up. I'll just smile at him. Do a couple of finger guns like I did in his vision. <laughs> and so then Leonard says, in fact, if I didn't know better, I'd assume you sent them to torment me. <laughs> I salute. And uh, the, the other guy says, I mean, if he dislikes you, perhaps we could talk about work afterwards. Okay. Depends on what you guys do here. And Lennon says, well, we're not both leaving here. Hmm. You see, and he turns, it has been too long that you have been a scourge on my life. And tonight, we end it. And the other guy kind of like steps forward and starts walking up and he says, if you've chosen tonight to die, that's fine by me. And then they draw initiative and Leonard reaches and he pulls out the sunset trapped in stone. And he starts playing with it and all of a sudden the moon spins through the sky and it's dawn and then it's noon. And the other guy starts smoking and flaring up with fire. Leonard pulls out an orb and points it at the guy and he starts muttering something and these silvery chains come out of the orb and wrap around the guy and hold him in place. And the other guy is screaming as he continues to flare in the sunlight. Can I roll an arcana to know what that is? Can yeah. Do? Thirteen. Sixteen? Sixteen? He just cast Hold Monster. I'll like give Olivia a little tap. Hold Monster. Oh. And then he starts using the sunset trap in stone and fires uh, fires sunbeam after sunbeam, and the other guy is very badly burned and collapses. So yeah, Kieran, it's all suddenly new. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be back at sunlight. Sunlight, guys. All right, I'm back. <laughs> Everyone is like staring up at like what the fuck? Oh yeah, that tracks. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I probably only got a couple of minutes or half hour or so while everyone's bewildered about what's going on. I want to do something sneaky. It's also just like midday now. Wild. Do I tell these guys, do I talk to Dylan or do I just make a move? <laughs> ah, wait. I'm going to just chill out with the two Yeah. The two uh, guards, like barracks guards. And just, yeah. They're like a little less shocked than they are. Yeah, but that cannot be good. I think I know what's up and I think it's it's fine that the sun grows at 4 a.m.? No. Like, that can't be good for, like, the tides and stuff, I guess. But I I think he, the guy doing this is just really petty because humans. A petty guy can bring the sun up whenever he wants? Only that time. Well, that's great. He won't have the power after tonight, and 
then it can't be used for like, I don't know, time again. It's an artifact. Right? So they do not seem calmed down by you. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, back at the weird old oak, Leonard is laughing like a maniac after he's drained the last sunbeam out of the out of the thing over the burnt charred corpse before him. And then he starts going through the body of the corpse. Like going through his pockets, taking his stuff. You find any cool stuff in there? <laughs> <laughs> yes, he says. He put like he has got the coin purse that he's putting in his pocket. He pulls out like a silver longsword. He slings that over his shoulder. Nice. Takes a key and puts that into his boot. You want some help carrying anything? No, I've I've got it. Okay. You know, Lenny, I definitely thought you was a Dracula, so today you surprised me in a positive manner. <laughs> I have to assume that's worse for me. <laughs> hey, you want that guy's mask, or can I have it? You can have it. Is it creepy? I mean, it's porcelain. I doubt it'll fit you, because he plastered it to his own dumb face. I look at it. <laughs> Yeah, it's like a like almost like a fan for the opera style mask. You could use it for disguises. I take the porcelain mask. It was like grafted to his face. <laughs> was it? Is there blood and stuff on it? Oh yeah, there's blood and gut. It <laughs> just got lit on fire. I leave it. Yeah, yeah this whole <laughs> yeah, as you like pick it up and like Ew. globs drop off it. No, Dracula body can keep it. Yeah, this whole area smells disgusting. It's smells like garlic. I wish. Leonard Point always has garlic and stuff going in his house. Well, because of him, he says, pointing at the... And then he kicks the body. Alright, well, you done with the stone now, or...? Yes, but I'd like to go home, because if I give it to you, I'll be blind. Okay. So can I give it to you in my room? Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure you're allowed to actually keep it till the end of the day, but if you want it... I... I don't know if you can tell, but this is what I needed it for. <laughs> Great. Uh, yeah, we'll get, make sure you get home, get into your bed safe and sound, and then we'll be on our way. Get doing business with you, Leonard. Mm-hmm. What, what are you going to do now? Probably die. <laughs> Just staying alive on a spike? <laughs> I like this guy. <laughs> was, was your life being extended by... The need to kill this guy. I made a deal with a powerful devil to get the power I needed to kill Gilles Damaris for killing my best friend 80 years ago. Now that he's dead, Asmodeus owes me nothing, and I still owe him my soul upon my death. So he may wish to come and collect. Hmm. You know, we're such good friends now. If you wanted to leave us anything in the will, you've got my full name there on that contract. I was going to say, if you want to be friends, maybe, you know, like, obviously, our um, our dealings have been quite fortuitous for you. If you, like, need anything else... I don't know how much more I can stand being called Lenny. I called you Leonard when I started to need and want something from you. We could add that as a clause in a contract. Stop signing contracts! <laughs> we like contracts, voice in the wind. 
<laughs> Sky right. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, he starts heading back to his house. You can tell that it's not easy for him to walk around this much. I like offer my arm. He takes it. Head back to his house, make sure he gets in his bed back. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he's a D hands you the sunset prep from stone and he's like, uh, I hope you can attune to it shortly. Hmm. <laughs> right. He's blind until. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we could be real dicks. So yeah, it is an hour that it remains exactly. Oh, and then it like reverts back to what it's and supposed then it to be. Whoosh, spins back. <laughs> cool. Holy shit. <laughs> I'm I'm more like in wonder of this. Yeah. Knowing the kind of power that these rocks have now. <laughs> Looking at the card beside you and thinking, maybe if I just stabbed him to death. I mean, there is a count of this city that kind of deserves being stabbed to death today. <laughs> I'm thinking about it. So why would he... Why is he blind... Um... It is the nature of the stone that if you are to do it and you are more than 10 feet away from the stone, you are blind. That is very cool. He needs the attunement to break. He can unattune to it. He can unattune to it after his long rest. Yeah, Mm -hmm. so he is blind for right now, but if he goes to sleep with the intention of not, he'll wake with his son. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, Unless it is also cursed and you can't. Should probably do that when, when we're safe, though. Not just like right now. So, there is terrified people in the streets as, <laughs> like, people start noticing the sun's up and, like, people thought they were late to work and then they mm-hmm. run outside and talk and then, to the neighbor who happened to be up. And, mm-hmm. like, this city is falling into chaos as this hour goes on. We gotta thank you. Yeah. Awesome. Just do my thing where, like, I continuously mm-hmm. miss, whisper, me- like, do message over and over until I can find him. And then, yeah, as you guys are looking for him, it spins back into the time it should be. Mm-hmm. And there's, like, several people scream when that happens. Mm-hmm. So do we use this to, like, incite a riot to, like, like to overthrow the government so everyone can get out, like, while everyone's panicking? Well, you can't do it again for at least a week. True, but they're all riled up. Like right now. Um, Act right right now. Blame it on the dragon coming kind of thing. That's a thought. It's it's definitely an idea. Yeah, I figured it was a pretty curious idea, so I wanted to share. Olivia, roll me an investigation. 22. So this same sun thing will have happened for a thousand miles in any direction. Mm. Which means... Over at the Volcano of Dread, they would have experienced the same thing. Mm. The dragon definitely knows that the sunset captured in stone is within a thousand kilometers of him. If, yeah, if he knows anything about... And if yeah, he knows anything about the, the object itself... People need to get out. Mm-hmm. Um, would it also... How far away is the Dwarven Fortress? Uh, it's more than a thousand miles away, so it would not have affected Dwarven Fortress. Okay. So, you guys have a terrified city that uh, that the dragon might suspect the Sunset Stone is in. Mm-hmm. 
So mm-hmm. one thing we could potentially do is get Dylan and his men together. It's going to be on the road that they tax people, right? People Probably the gates out. The gates out. Because mm-hmm. I'm thinking if we could get everyone to kind of go all at once, we'll be able to overrun it. We could also try to talk some sense into the guardsmen. There is a dragon coming. We have a lot of money. We can just bribe them. Let people go. You should go too. Yeah. Yeah. That's the most reasonable thing to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's the least, the least chance for bloodshed. Dylan would probably know what sort of organization they'll have at, like, is there going to be a general there? Is it two or three yeah. groups of guards? Whatever it's going to be. We can plan our bribe and try to get everyone out. Now, not everyone will be ready to go the second. Mm-hmm. Like, you're not even... The city doesn't seem to know the dragon's entirely coming. Mm-hmm. Like, Dylan would have went today to speak to the yeah. count. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, he spoke to the count and not... Like making it public knowledge will cause chaos. So a lot of these guards probably don't know. They're just enforcing the law, which still makes them scumbags. When it's now five hundred gold tax to for people to move out of the city. But sorry, what time is it? Uh, it it you're really not sure. It's <laughs> just noon for an hour, and now it's four a.m. again. Okay. Still have. We could like. But also, is it 6 a.m.? Because two hours went by, but <laughs> it looks like it's 4 a.m. Hmm. Um, we could like. Like, plaster the town in like graffiti saying that a dragon is coming while it's still dark. It wouldn't be hard to get the word out, regardless of how we do it. Hmm. The difference is if we want to start an absolute panic. Probably not helpful. That'll probably get people killed. I think we talked to Dylan. He's going to, he has an organization. He has a group of like actual battle, like soldiers and logistics people. Like, well, and the line hearts were starting to wake up as the weird sun thing kept happening. They can at least start to organize an evacuation and then we can deal with the count or the guardsmen. Because the fact of the matter is... He has the manpower to do do this in a way that isn't going to... A a blind panic is only going to end with more of these people getting hurt or not getting out in time or delaying it. Yeah, I think if we go ahead to talk to the count and let Dylan and his men work on the ground, give them money to bribe guards who might have orders to do other things because when the dragon does hit it is going to be a panic of people running it everywhere and it'll be worse than the oasis because those people were all trained adventurers Mm -hmm. and they did and the oasis didn't have anybody trying to stop them from leaving yeah so i think we go a distract the count so that while Dylan and his man men are doing stuff and actually getting people ready, even if the count is completely against our version of events, our meeting with him could take up enough of his time to let them 
It's if the guardsmen have already got their orders, that's the problem. But they could be bribed. Yeah. Like Dylan and his men can work at doing that on the on the immediate, and we can see if we can change the guy's mind. Mm-hmm. Um, do we even talk to the count? Because that could just give him the opportunity to brace for what's to come. I mean, that is exactly what happened to Dylan. Dylan went to the count, and so the count put locks on people leaving before people knew they should leave. Let's let's talk to Dylan and his boys and okay. try to get the. So you head into the Lionheart's barracks, and like people are discussing the sun being up in the middle of the night, and like mm-hmm. Dylan is there again. Like he's got basically a, the equivalent of a house coat on mm-hmm. at one of the main tables. He's got uh, like a big cup of coffee as he's like talking to various people about uh, I don't know and like you hear one of the guys being like there was this like weird dirty elf who seemed to know what it was <laughs> <laughs> and at that moment he's like here uh, hey. hey did you break the sun uh, no but I know who did don't worry it was just like did we compare notes when we met up yeah, yeah. he was yeah, killing well, a Dracula yeah, yeah it was just some petty human warlock wanted to kill a vampire uh, what's his name Gills Gills Something. Damaris. Gills Damaris was a vampire? Yeah. I guess. Yeah, for real. Huh. Well, you just thought he was some guy with half a toilet for a head? Yeah, like, we were hired by him several times. Huh. Always at night? Um, Probably I, not. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> but. Listen, I thought Leonard Point was a Dracula, and he is not. Yeah, and it's, like, really hot here during the day. Yeah. So, um, like, a lot of business gets done in the evening. That's fair. That's fair. We're pretty sure, though, that the weird sun thing is going to be a big old arrow for Zespoja to come over here. Why is that? He wants something that can control the sun. Why? It's it's a magical artifact that he wants. Oh, just dragon bullshit. Yeah, yeah. dragon bullshit. Okay. We hear your meeting with the Count. Didn't you go awesome? No, he said that uh, there's no way he could afford the loss of revenue if people started evacuating his city. Not going to have a whole lot of revenue if everyone's dead or half the city's or the entire city. He asked me how I could prove that the city was actually in that much danger. Hold on. Uh, I just had an idea. Sometimes I have the actor feet, so I can (laughs) pretend to be other people really well. Yeah. Um... Where's his house? Because if I can go get a look at him, I could probably do my makeup and costume. I look like. Do you want me to kidnap a guy? Or, like. Because I can kidnap a guy. We could also just observe him and then I could. You could distract a guy. Yeah, but if he's kidnapped, then. He you, can't come out and be can't. in the same room as me. I mean. Okay. Disguise yourself as a bug. <laughs> So, so Dylan looks at me and he's like, are we kidnapping a guy? And he winks with an eye that they can't see. Yeah, yeah. So, if you, if your guys can start organizing an evacuation, or like, doesn't have to be to like now, but pretty quick here, right? Because you have the manpower to do that. We can go take a look at this guy. We can remove him from the immediate, from being an immediate problem. And I can pretend to be him exactly. and give orders. You know what might be even better, though, Dylan says? 
if you were to replace Colonel Miriam Riverden, Riverden, she is the head of the forces here, and she is the one that gives him all his advice about tax collection. And the guards would expect to hear a change in orders from her. And if he and if the count went to Colonel Riverden and said, "We are going to not collect the taxes," she'd fight him on it. However, he won't be asking her how much taxes came in. Right. Second, she might be your one to replace. Yeah, that's that's a great idea. Whoever yeah. the guards would expect to hear the change from. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it's shitty because if you guys actually just kidnap him and make sure he doesn't know who you are and release him free of harm, he may get a lot of credit for making this decision, but it's the right decision anyways. Sure. Or you'll kidnap her, not harm her, and then release her back. The head of the guards lady? I mean, she might be hard to kidnap without harming. She might fight us back. I mean, yeah, you can harm. Don't <laughs> do a murder. I am, We are pretty good doctors. We can manage most anything. Yeah? She's putting money before the lives of the people she's supposed to protect. I, I understand that. I'm just saying, like... She would have you murdered if she heard what you just said. Which part? The you want to stop her from having the money. Mm. Yeah, I don't have to become exactly like her. That's if she'd murder over things, if I get what I want and she can't harm us again, then I'm okay letting her try to... I mean, it's if you're willing to accept that risk. <laughs> it's up to you guys. I'm going to be on a totally... You guys do what you need to do. I'm not going to judge. Uh, another angle is... Uh... So the Count said that we don't have any proof that there's a dragon coming. The, mm-hmm. the sun appearing for like five minutes and then disappearing. Like an hour. but An hour and uh, disappearing might change his mind. Might. Mm. I think this way, whatever you guys end up doing with her, but we offer a road out. If everybody gets evacuated somewhat safely and then the dragon comes and destroys the town, they're very likely to say that was all our plan all along and we're so successful. Mm-hmm. So we may be able to just get what we need out of this, which is to try to save people's lives. If you want to bring her down, bring her down. That's fine by me. I just think this will be the fastest route. Whether we could convince her or him otherwise of it, right now we don't have time for that conversation. Agreed. We'll just take their place, make it happen, deal with the aftermath. If, so, if, yeah, if your guys can start rallying townsfolk. Yeah, we'll talk to the one. I mean, we don't want them all leaving all at the same time, so we'll talk to the people who are most willing to leave anyways. Mm-hmm. Get them ready. Would she take a meeting with a group of people? Uh, the colonel? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I can give you the recommendation so that you'll... So he goes and he gets up and he heads into one of the back rooms and he writes you a letter of introduction to the colonel saying that... Uh, Sorry, what was her name? Colonel Miriam Riverden. Cool. And uh, you got a whole host of city guards watching you guys right now. Yeah, I mean... They are watching us to make sure 
we don't start organizing the people to go to the gates. Which is, yep. So they're going to know as soon as we do it. So if we can uh, do this faster, the better. Mm-hmm. How about I give you some money to bribe them to look the other way for a while? I mean, might be worth a try. How much do you think? I don't know how much these to, guys make. To get these guys to? Uh, I just, yeah, yeah, 100 gold each, so 400 gold. I hand him 40 platinum. You were climbing. We were. <laughs> just walked up the walls. A couple of them. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> So, should the three of us go for a meeting with the colonel, if we can get into a room with just her, you guys do a kidnap, and then I can come out as her? Yeah. Yeah. We have that. Oh, I will send a letter saying you've got information about what happened with the son. Yep. Great. She is probably going to be worried about that right now. Mm Great. The stone, oh yeah, we're not attuned to it. It's empty. Right. We can't use time stuff. <laughs> okay, let's go to the barracks. All right. Well, why don't we call it there? And because you guys have had a long rest after getting the stone captured in Sunset, you also all gain a level. Woo! Hey. I'm going to roll my health right now. Me too. Oh, sure. Seven. Seven. Hey. Five. Almost seven club. <laughs> Eight million. Oh, good roll. Oh, man. Wow.